Hello, my name is Sam Clements and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a picture house podcast proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On today's episode, a mini episode, a bonus episode if you will, we are delighted to be joined not only by a special guest, but a special guest interviewer. My great colleague Izzy McLeod will be interviewing the co-writer and the director of the brand new film Royal Hotel, which is in cinemas right now, The Royal Hotel. It's a fantastic new film from Kitty Green, who you may have seen uh, her last film, The Assistant. This is quite different. It's set in Australia. It follows a couple of backpackers uh, who take a job at a remote Australian pub and are confronted by some quite unruly locals, and the situation escalates from there. One of the co-stars of this film is the fantastic Julia Garner, who, you know, she's been in so many fantastic things over the years. Ozark brings to mind a sweet spot for me as Electric Children, very early film in, in Julia's career. Uh, but she was also the star of The Assistant, Kitty Green's last film. And it's nice to see them re-team for this one. Julia Garner co-stars with Jessica Henwick, again, who has such a storied filmography. So it's a very nice pairing there. And yeah, Izzy is an expert on Australian cinema, one of our brilliant programmers here at Picture House. So couldn't think of a better person to go along to the London Junket during the London Film Festival a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, talk to Kitty Green about the Royal Hotel, which is in cinemas right now. Physically, it's not a very demanding job. The only thing that can be a little bothersome is the remoteness of the location. Will there be kangaroos? We're on vacation. We should be on a beach somewhere. We have sunshine and booze in a box. Let's put up with it for a few weeks, make some cash. It'll toughen us up. Hi, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Izzy from Picture House Podcast. I love the film, I should say first. I'm a big fan of sort of Australian cinema, particularly of this like current decade of it. And I think this is a really exciting addition to that. And I would love to sort of maybe start by talking a bit about your sort of inspirations film-wise. I know that the documentary was a big starting point for you, but I'm curious what are your thoughts and feelings on sort of the other contemporary films this one is joining the canon of? Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've thought about it that way. I guess because I actually spent quite a bit of time, the reason I made this film was to go back to Australia because I feel like I've been in New York for a few years and I'd sort of been what, immersed in that kind of world. So it was nice to kind of watch everything again. But I think a lot of my references, like when I was casting, I was looking at kind of, you know, the snow town and mm -hmm. Animal Kingdom. And like I pulled <laughs> James from Animal Kingdom and Dan from Snowtown and Toby Wallace from Baby Teeth and like all these different people from, from films I'd seen and really enjoyed. Yeah, so it was a, it's it's kind of, like, films that's kind of like nodding at are more probably the kind of like 70s things like Wake in Fright and Straw Dogs was a big reference, it's not Australian, but it's a kind of <laughs> similar kind of Definitely. vibe. Definitely. So yeah, there was a few things like that, but yeah, I'm not sure about that exactly. I think the documentary plus the assistant, which is clearly a reference on, on it too, is like became kind of the two ma yeah. major touchstones, I guess, in, in the writing process. They do feel like a meeting of, of the two. I mean, it's sort of at the same time, there's the similarities there, but there's also, I think, it seemed, in, I mean, you've gone from sort of those claustrophobic spaces in the assistant to this, 
amazing open space that is becomes its sort of own uh, character in the film. Could you talk a bit about finding that amazing hotel um, in South Australia because it's it really adds to the atmosphere. It was well, we needed a mining town, so we needed it to feel like barren nothingness which was surprisingly easy to find. It was the first place we went to, so it wasn't like we searched forever. We literally, it's like a few hours north of Adelaide. We drove up, it was the first pub and now kind of scout of pubs. And it was a town of 29 people that, and it was supposed to have a railway built. So they built the pub thinking that there was a railway coming, but the railway never happened. So there's no town, it's just a pub by mm -hmm. itself, which is amazing. And there was a kind of a few people dotted around so we were able to take it over and it's an abandoned pub so we could do whatever we wanted to it. And then we built an interior in a studio in Adelaide just because we couldn't afford to keep the crew up that long sure. out there. It was really kind of logistically quite difficult because yeah. there was not enough accommodation and things for people. So, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge, but I, I don't know. I feel like we blend those spaces quite well. But weirdly, I don't. I see that pub as quite claustrophobic too. So mm. the weird thing about it is it's sort of, claustrophobic inside the pub but yet kind of vastly intense outside because of the remote sort of landscapes yeah. I think all that plays into it and I think you feel the um sort of adding to that claustrophobia is sort of it always seems very hot there like and mm. very humid and close and then they have the great line Hugo even has the great line where he goes it's winter yeah. like that to them which is sort of um I think a classic experience particularly that um, part of Australia, which, which seems to never get the kind of winters we get here. Yeah, it was very cold, to be honest, though. When we were shooting, it was like zero degrees and it was really hard and the girls' faces were blue and, yeah, it was pretty pretty tricky. Did the... Um, I, I mean, as you mentioned, it's isolated out there and even though you were doing the interiors on the set, did you find there was a camaraderie within the cast because you're all out in this little hotel? Oh, yeah. I mean, we did the exteriors first and we really threw them into it. Like, it was a lot for... I think Julie had come off the big Inventing Anna Netflix series with all this money yeah. and this tiny Australian movie where we're putting her up in a pub. She lived above the pub in a local town nearby. And so, like, I think it was a big learning curve. But... um she had a great time. She really like figured it out. The people were kind and like she got to know everyone. And then I think by the end she was really comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Did you um, feel that you sort of had a um, rhythm already after working with her with the assistant that you sort of fell back into or was it different again, sort of a new experience? Oh, no, it weirdly felt like we were just back into it. Yeah. It really, we didn't skip a beat. We just kind of kept going in some way. And I think uh, she has this natural, we just naturally get along naturally sort of understand each other which is a real lovely thing so we're trying to hold on to that mm. a little bit longer do maybe another one but yeah it just felt like we don't have to communicate that much we just sort of somehow get it done and I don't know she's she the two of us sort of share the character like she's the face and the body of the character but I shoot the point of view and mm. the character and so it's the environments I'm shooting and kind of then blending the two and so we kind of work together in this like way that's hard to define or yeah. describe Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before. So that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. So I know Oscar Redding, who... I always knew previously as in Van Diemen's Land more than as an actor and a writer, I have to say, but he's sort of brought his 
experiences to the script as well. And I wondered if you could talk about sort of how much, I mean, you talk about returning back to Australia and a lot of this film obviously is about a particular sort of Australian cultural space and experience. I mean, anyone who's sort of spent time in mining towns or those sort of particular uh, drinking culture, everything like that. I wonder if you could talk about how you want audiences to receive it, particularly like UK audiences versus Australian audiences. What are people picking up and what are your hopes that they will pick up? I mean, it's important for me that people know it's a mining town, which I think Australians get right away. I'm having to explain it a little to the Americans because <laughs> they didn't get it. But it's, yeah, it is like I want to make sure it's not about a regional community necessarily in that as in locals, it's about people that have flown in to do the job. So they kind of come from all over Australia and it becomes this kind of microcosm of some bad, bad behaviour. <laughs> so yeah, that's sort of important to me. Oscar he still lives in regional Australia and spends a lot of time out there. So he lent like another, made that sort of voice really authentic. That's the sort of thing in worrying about taking it on is I'm I'm from Melbourne, like in the inner city, like that's not my world mm. necessarily. Although my granddad owned a pub like that. So <laughs> there is in regional Australia. So I've got some, some connection to it. But it was nice to bring Oscar in to kind of rough it up a bit, which was good. So, yeah. yeah. It's, I think mean, it felt... Oh, I find it's a dreaded word in some ways, but authentic in as much as in the positive connotation for it. Like, I think the line that you create, and I'd love to sort of talk to you more about how you, as you mentioned, bringing all these Australian sort of actors in, particularly the men in the film, like they walk a fine line of, is this acceptable? Is it not? When do you say, no, that's enough? And I wonder, yeah, just if you could talk more about casting those types and sort of if you felt there was a complexity to them as well. Casting the men. Oh, uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I think, I mean, we were looking for, I don't know, they're all kind of fragile yeah. beings in their own way and they're all broken, they're all a bit pathetic, they're all trying to connect to these women and just failing at every attempt in different ways. Some of them can't control their anger, some of them can't control their alcohol. Like, So they're all just giving it a shot. And there's a sadness to that that we wanted to sort of depict. We didn't want them to be villains. Yes. And so, yeah, and, and again, it was about casting and all those actors brought a lot of love for their particular character and saw it. I remember telling to Toby about what he thought the plot was about. He's like, it's about a guy who goes to a pub and these girls come and <laughs> cause trouble. Yes. You know? But to him, that was his point of view on it, which was lovely. Like, he's yeah. got his own view on the character. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. They, they Also, they were all gentlemen and, and were very understood the subject and mm -hmm. the sensitivity of it and were very great to work with. That's really good to hear because I think that in their performances, you see that they are playing sort of full and rounded characters, which yeah. makes the things they do even more sort of, I think, troubling <laughs> in yeah. sort of lack of a word. Do you have a particularly a scene that you would say is sort of was a favourite to shoot or otherwise you felt really would bring, brought the film together? I mean, for me, particularly the scene of Dolly with the old couple is... Oh, yeah. It's like stunning. So I oh, mean, that's cool. Love I got to what you... credit Oscar with a lot of that. He kind of I threw some. It's a challenge at him to write this certain thing, and I gave him some beats, and he just like came up with like all, like a lot of that all in one night. It was pretty amazing. It's a pretty tense scene. Yeah. For me, I don't know. When I look at the movie, I'm the proudest I am is of. There's a scene where Julia says this is monologue where she yells that she's weak and she's scared and she wants to go home. And moments later, she runs outside to the balcony and starts screaming at someone who's lit firecrackers. And then she's downstairs and she's yelling at Hugo, like, I want to leave. And to me, watching her, like, 
get strength or gain that gaining of strength mm -hmm. is really lovely. And so that to me is kind of my favorite sequence. And she's sort of finding herself and finding her voice. And, and I, I'm really proud of that kind of progression and, and these kind of subtle moments where she's figuring herself out and figuring out how to stand up for herself. That's what I'm proud of. Yeah. I think that really comes through in the ending as well, which we won't sort of spoil for yeah. people that haven't yeah. watched it yet. But I think it's a it's a great way to end. And I think, as you mentioned, Waking Fright being inspiration really speaks to the sort of way that film ends compared to this one. Mm. I think is is wonderful. So I, I there's a particular scene as well I'd love to sort of talk about as we uh, sort of finish off. But obviously there is the, um, they talk about the particular nickname that they give for um, Julia Garner's character. Mm. And that is a sort of almost a sort of debate uh, in particularly coming out like in Australia and coming out of Australia in terms of the friendliness of using the C word. And I think it is so tied into a certain machismo, like, you know, don't be a sook sort of misogyny really for, um, and I wonder if you talk about was that inclusion, did you feel like that was something that you've had experience in or otherwise have thoughts about the usage of that word and how it is like seen as tied into the culture? It's a tricky one. Do you use it here a lot? I think you do, right? Yeah, I think not as well. I mean, I live, when I lived for show for a bit, I've heard it a lot more than yeah, I do right. here. But um, yeah, I think it is here more. Maybe it's Americans, it probably really scandalizes. Yeah, that's <laughs> the weird thing about it. I mean, I like, knew that clearly it's something we use in Australia that I didn't ever hear in America. Like, I could, that's something that we thought was interesting in terms of just a cultural difference and yeah. something that is harmless in one country and hideous in another was really fascinating. And I also think the film plays very differently because of that line. Like the first thing that comes out of Hugo's mouth is the C word, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then the girls have to make sense of that. And that is throws an American audience off immediately. And they're like, oh, he's a villain. He's evil. And Australia's like, oh, no, he's all right. He's a good public. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's a nice guy. It's so like, yeah. <laughs> all that is sort of an interesting cultural divide and, and, and like immediately. To, so to me, it made sense. To, mm. And it kind of is working in that way where... It's kind of a little scary when we're cutting the movie. We're like, we're like, who is this for? Because there's some people that are going this. Mm, we're trying yeah. to make it for Australian audiences, but we have an American distributor, Neon, who are fabulous, and we're trying to help, you know, yeah, make it yeah. for their audiences too. And it's trying to thread the needle so both, you know, everyone's kind of getting what they need out of it. Cider? Yeah. Uh, Dickens? Dickens cider? <laughs> They're disgusting. It's a tip. That's enough. Come in, go. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. We 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 had a lot of fun. I guess fun's the wrong word, but <laughs> we, it was an interesting kind of you know battle, kind of getting all that language right and getting it to feel kind of crude and but not overly written and yeah. realistic, but not tacky like it's it was a real balance yeah I think I think it achieves a real naturalism to that environment even for people that haven't experienced it before but have you um seen the film with an Australian audience yet I I've seen it we did test screenings in okay. Australia so I technically tested it there so I kind of know how it plays but it'll, it'll be a different thing when we're fully there and yeah and, you know so but yeah the first people that watched it were an audience of Australians and that was really interesting because the first question on the questionnaire we had was like is this an honest depiction of Australian culture <laughs> And everyone said yes, which oh. is kind of wild. <laughs> but so we were proud you of definitely, that. Yeah, but you're also a little something. worried. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, it's interesting. We're going to we're opening South by Southwest West Sydney, the first ever South by Southwest in Sydney, and next week. So it's going to be interesting to see it and play there. That's going to be fun. Well, I wish you luck with that screening, and I'm sure it will go down a storm. Yeah, it's a we'll wonderful see. film. <laughs> thank but you. Thank you for your time today. Thanks so much. Lovely to meet you. you.